0: the 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 breakdown the breakdown the, 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 the breakdown over the past 5 years i've spent thousands of hours studying the crisis of police violence in the united states i've written hundreds and hundreds of articles about it i've traveled all over the country to speak about it And I've helped to organize thousands of people and hundreds of families directly impacted by it. And after spending thousands and thousands of hours on this issue, I have a lot of conclusions. But I have one primary conclusion that drives them all. Police violence, even in its most egregious forms, is legal. And as long as it's legal, it will continue. Protests will energize us. Sit-ins and demonstrations and marches will raise awareness. Hashtags and trending topics, they play a role. And listen, I believe all of those things are necessary. All of them, I do. But I have come to believe what police themselves believe. And that's that they are brutal. They shoot first and ask questions later because they are permitted to do so under the law. And as long as the law protects them, They're going to train themselves and shape their systems around the law. And what Tennessee versus Garner teaches police is that if they say they believed they were in danger or that the community was in danger, they can pretty much beat any case that comes their way. And what Graham versus Connor teaches police is that they can't be held responsible for what they say they didn't know which fundamentally means that when a police officer uses lethal force, it will be better for them to have done so before they truly assess and understand the risk because you can only be held responsible for what you know. And if you shoot and kill someone before finding out that they were actually unarmed, you can't be held responsible for not knowing it. Tennessee versus Garner and Graham versus Connor provide the modern philosophies and framework for the justification and legal protection of police violence. Police academies across the country teach these laws, and they teach the applications and limitations of these laws to their recruits. Departments bring in experts to train and retrain their own departments on these laws. Books and magazines and journals for law enforcement officers Teach these laws. Conferences and workshops do the same thing. They literally run drills on these laws. They do virtual reality simulations around these laws. And if the laws change, everything else will have to change as well. Now, that's an oversimplification on some level, but the laws set the standard on this issue. So today... I'm announcing a new initiative that we're going to build and launch as a part of the advocacy arm of the North Star. Now, I say it all the time, but the North Star is not just here to change the news. We're here to change the world. And when Frederick Douglass and Martin Delaney first launched the North Star in 1847, its unapologetic goal was the abolition of slavery. And our goal today remains abolition and freedom and liberation. Now, we're in the very early stages of building and forming our advocacy work, but the success of this work is going to absolutely rely on your support. So let me tell you now about three aspects of our work, and let's start big, all right? First, and this is big, we must fight to challenge and change Tennessee versus Garner and Graham versus Connor. I don't want to announce our entire strategy here, but each of those cases have several constitutional weaknesses that I think have been really badly interpreted by the law enforcement community across the years. Not only that, but a lot has changed in the 30 and 40 years since these rulings were first issued. And I think it's time for several aspects of these laws that are simply outdated to be challenged. The thing is, law enforcement has put in tens of millions of dollars into bending these laws in their own favor. And it's going to take an equal amount of work and resources for us to either bend them back or have them struck down altogether. Typically, the cost of one Single Supreme Court case starts at around seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, that can be for a successful Supreme Court case. It's no wonder, then, that these cases have been challenged so few times across the years because the cost of building and fighting the cases, which will take years, are so steep. But the truth is that the cost of not fighting these cases is even steeper. Now, we'll need to find the time and take the time to build our team and build our own case to fight back. And here's why this work is so different. So often, and this is out of necessity, and I say this from a place of love, our organizing work moves from crisis to crisis, from conflict to conflict, from emergency to emergency. And here's the thing. Some of our work just has to be that way because we're facing real oppression and real brutality and people need help. But while we are working through one horrible issue, something else horrible happens and that's never going to change. But a group of us have to break away from the daily emergencies so that we can work on the deeper systemic shifts addressing case laws and policies all the way up to the Supreme Court. And that's what we're going to do when we challenge Tennessee versus Garner and Graham versus Connor, And you're going to help us do it. Secondly, we're going to advocate for serious shifts in the use of force policies state by state, county by county, city by city, and even campus police department by campus police department. Let me tell you what I mean. Tennessee versus Garner and Graham versus Connor, they may be the law of the land, but colleges, universities, towns, cities, counties, and even states are fully able to make their own use of force policies. Now, what that means is that while it may remain legal for police to use force in the most heinous ways possible, as long as Tennessee versus Garner and Graham versus Connor are still in effect, new policies can still be made that make new use of force rules required if you actually want to keep your job in law enforcement. Right now, several local initiatives like this are already underway across the country, and we'd love to help add some support to them. But we also want to do this work in your zip code with your own local systems and we will need your help to make this happen. Let me close with one last aspect of the work that we're going to do to help bring about some deep systemic shifts in America's justice system. Now, teamwork makes the dreams work. Now, I know that's a cheesy rhyme, but damn it, it's true. That's why we're in some beautiful discussions about forming some meaningful partnerships with some of the best institutes, think tanks and law schools in the country. And I think we're going to be able to announce some of our first partnerships as early as this summer. The truth is that it's going to take some brand new coalitions and teams and partnerships for us to achieve the type of changes that we're talking and dreaming about. Now, I've seen smart coalitions help pass amazing new laws that Lone Rangers could have never gotten done on their own. And this summer, we hope to announce some smart partnerships and coalitions that we think are really going to be required in order for us to shift the systems the way they need to be shifted. And if you think you know some organizations or groups or schools or think tanks or programs that we should partner with, or maybe you help lead or you're a part of one, let us know about it, all right? You can email us at partnerships at the Northstar.com. Email partnerships at the Northstar.com. Again, that's partnerships at the Northstar.com And go ahead and introduce yourself there. The 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 breakdown. Thank you all for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. I hope you listened to all three parts of this series on how we can shift the systems on police brutality in the United States. Tomorrow we'll be right back here on our daily news grind. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, Just know that we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues and we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like iTunes. All Apple products have a podcast app. Google products do as well. You can also subscribe on Spotify and so many other great apps. Please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get 100,000 subscribers and we just won't get there without you. Have you left a review yet? If you leave one on Apple Podcasts, we'd love that, or whatever podcast app you're using. Right now on Apple Podcasts, we have over 3,000 five-star reviews, but we still want to hear from you. So please leave your best review on your favorite app whenever you get time. Now, thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. Now if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community and you can do that right now at the northstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but we have hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers in the world. Lastly, as always, a shout out to our podcasting director and senior producer Willis and for all of the men and women who are working on his team to make this podcast possible each and every day. Take care, everybody.